0: Get stuffed. All right, hello, and welcome back to Double Stuff Cinema. This is episode number twenty six, and it's uh, the second uh, mini pod that we're doing. Um, I'm Tyler, and joining me today is special guest, first-time guest, Cameron Carlson, one of my friends. Uh, Thank you so much for uh, being here, Cameron.
1: Hey, what's going on?
0: Um, So today we're going to be discussing a very obscure movie. Um, It's definitely been um, uh, one of the most uh, original kind of crazy movies I've seen uh, in a long time, and I just watched it earlier this year. Um, it's the 2016 Daniel Radcliffe, Paul Dano movie, Swiss Army Man. Um, and you know, this, this film is crazy. It's got it all. Um, Cameron, I don't know if you, uh, you want to give a little bit of a synopsis on, uh, how the story goes to start us off.
1: All right. So there's this dude named Hank. He's on a deserted island. He's all alone. He's about to commit suicide. Uh, but then Daniel Radcliffe's character, uh, a corpse washes up. And so, they form a bond together and find their way home. And Hank teaches Daniel Radcliffe's corpse about life and the meaning <laughs> of everything. And it's, it's very, very, it's very, very, one of a kind. I can't really think of I, all you can use to describe the movie is just mashing different films together to get the general tone. But even then you can't really describe it accurately. Like, it, it's absolutely insane.
0: Yeah, I think you really hit the nail on the head with um, that, you know, brief summary, just that the fact that you can't really put this film in any one category. Uh, mm. It it doesn't really fit into any genre, um, like, first of all. I mean, people have made comparisons to, like, something like Castaway because at, at yeah. its core, it's kind of like this uh, survivor movie where you got yeah. the guy trapped on the deserted island. And, it like, initially it looks like that's what it's going to be because, like, as you mentioned, you know, uh, Paul Dano's character, Hank, is is he's he's, like on this island he's like essentially given up hope right and he's like about to he's about to commit suicide and then he sees like a uh you know Daniel Radcliffe's corpse just wash up on the shore and I I remember seeing all this in the trailer when it first came out back in I think it was 2016 maybe 2015 when the trailer came out Mm -hmm. and I was like what is this this looks like so intense and then you know like uh, like 30 seconds in you know like he he runs over to, you know, the, the you know, the Manny, the Dana Radcliffe's uh, corpse character, mm. and Manny just starts farting. And suddenly, like, all of this was just thrown out the window. I was yeah, like, no. What is
1: going on? It just... I Yeah, I love that. I, I What I find interesting is that if you look at the trailer, they, they show it as they're just stuck on that island the entire movie. They never explicitly, because you mm-hmm. see that at the very end of the trailer, he's, he's riding, uh, Hank is riding many like a jet ski and you think, oh, that's how the movie ends. That's how they're getting home. But no, it's like at the very, very beginning, they just jump right in and they subvert every single expectation you could have. It is, I, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's, um, definitely, uh, a big subversion of expectations and, I would like to talk a little bit about um, one really, really big theme in this in this movie that is one of my favorite parts. Actually, it's the it's the music, it's the score. Yes, it's, yes. yeah, yeah. I, I love like Cameron's response to that because I think that if you've seen this movie, you kind of know what we're talking about with the score being kind of like in uh, how do I put this? Like it it, it shows the plot. Like it's, it's all of the lines are kind of like explaining the plot, it's but it's like, very I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um it's it's definitely very um uh, plot heavy, but the music's also super catchy. And I don't know, Cameron, do you want to you want to talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, no, I'm a huge fan of the soundtrack. It's like one of my like favorite aspects about it. I still listen to it like like once a week, I think, cuz it's it's just so like refreshing and different. I'm a big fan of when movies take like the soundtrack and incorporate it into the story. Like this and Baby Driver are like prime examples on how to integrate the soundtrack and keep it a part of the story, and it it works so well. Um, it's all it's all acapella with like very little instrumentation throughout. And in most of the singing was done uh, by uh, Paul Dano and Daniel Radcliffe, and they both mm-hmm. do a pretty good job. Uh, yeah, it's 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 just so otherworldly and it's very like uh, ethereal. Uh, I think that's the best word to describe it. Like it, it, yeah, no, it's, it's very, very interesting.
0: Yeah, I, it, it's awesome because the, the, the main word that like comes to mind when I think about this music is popcorn, because yes, yes. They, they say it like a hundred times at least in, in the music. And it's, um I think, I, I can't remember what scene it, it like refers to specifically, but there's a big, there's a big, Cameron, I don't know if you, do you remember when it, uh, when that comes up?
1: Yeah, no, uh, it's the song is called Montage, and they play it over a montage of Hank discovering Manny's different talents.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, in that scene, they figure out that if like Hank could snap Manny's fingers like so fast that like sparks fly. So he uses that to start a fire and then he, he makes popcorn and then the montage starts, which was in the trailer. And. Was, it's very interesting because the lyrics of the song match up with what's happening in the movie as well uh so if, if you listen look closely to the lyrics in the trailer the lyrics don't make any sense cuz it's like now we killed a raccoon and it's like it, mm-hmm. it's <laughs> like out of context it doesn't make any sense but within the movie it's that's like one of my favorite moments in the entire movie like that montage easily hot take is like one of my it's like my favorite moments of like all of cinema like ever like everything about it is just perfect to me which I think could be uh it could be explained because the the Daniels uh the directors uh were most known for their directing of the Turn Down for what music video so mm-hmm. they yep. they know how to they know how to like piece together and and work with stuff like that so yeah no I I enjoy that so much
0: yeah, and, and it's funny that you mentioned the turn down for want music video because it's also kind of dealing with it, like correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like this like kind of like body-ish thing like falls through the ceiling, right? <laughs> yeah. And it keeps like falling through floors and stuff. And it's like reminiscent almost of of Manny of Daniel Radcliffe's mm-hmm. corpse character. Um and and also just they're both so wacky. I mean they're they're just insane, <laughs> like super original. I mean, I'll give it that. It's very original stuff. Um But you brought up an interesting point earlier about how uh, Manny and Hank kind of, like, develop this interesting relationship um, as the, you know, as the movie goes on, sort of towards the beginning, um, after Hank kind of accepts that Manny is, like, dead. um, Mm -hmm. But also kind of, I I guess, I don't know, if it's like he's he's dead, but he's not, like, a zombie, you know? Yeah, no, he's not a zombie. It's more of this, like... um, kind of strange magical like he
1: has all these powers and and he's it's it's so bizarre i yeah um i think their friendship is very interesting because it starts out uh hank is telling uh manny what like what is life what is yeah he's Uh, like
0: explaining the how the world works essentially right i mean he's like a father to manny like like
1: strange like down to the most basic concepts and i think they handled he handles that super super well um (laughs) there's one of the funniest lines was where he just like what is trash and then manny's just (laughs) like oh so you're broken old and empty you're like trash and he's like that's (laughs) no that's bad talking (laughs) yeah that's uh it's a great, great dialogue. There's some. There's a lot of funny
0: moments like that where, um, like you said, Hank is kind of explaining how things work. There's a, there's a great couple lines about uh, Jurassic Park where, like, yes. Hank is trying to explain like movies and more specifically, mm-hmm. like the movie Jurassic Park, and he's like just stunned that Manny doesn't even know the concept of a movie, let alone what Jurassic Park is. But
1: like, he can sing the theme like perfectly, like note for mm-hmm. note, but he has no idea where it's from. It's yeah, you no. Know, I think it's interesting because they take they they wait for they it takes like twenty minutes before Daniel Radcliffe even says a single word like for even like opens his mouth it's which is a very brave choice I think because most people who are going to see this movie I think were like hooked on Daniel Radcliffe being in it and so having to like force them to be with Paul Dano's character for so long before actually introducing Daniel Radcliffe's character was a very brave choice on their hands I think it was pretty smart too hmm. I you know, it's interesting mm-hmm.
0: you say that because I think, you know, Paul Dano is a fantastic actor. I watched so I re-watched, Definitely. I rewatched um, There Will Be Blood recently, um, mm-hmm. which is which is I think that might be my favorite performance by him. And this is also up there, too. Um, but he is such a compelling actor um, and really emotional, like when he when he uh, wants to be. And this is a range. Yeah. It requires a lot of emotion from so both much characters because it's just the two of them, basically, for almost mm-hmm. the entire movie. Um, one thing that's really interesting is like, we kind of, we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but you know, as, as, uh, as, as Manny starts to learn more and more about being human and having these human experiences, um, you start to get the sense. And at least I thought this, like, maybe like, this is more of just a projection of Hank himself and his insecurities. I don't know, Cameron, this is like a theory that I've read. Um, and I, I, somewhat agree with is that like, you know, Manny is, is just, kind of this like manifestation of Hank's like insecurities set free
1: almost. I don't know if you agree with that. Well, well, what's nice about this movie, I think is that you can come to uh, several different conclusions about it. Um, Like you could argue that if you want to go the literal route, that everything that happened in the movie is actually real. If you want to justify the ending and like see even the police (laughs) see like everything that's happened, but you could also make the argument that 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 could all just be like a hallucination. Uh, It could be Hank still stuck on that deserted Island. And it's all just imagining in his head, like what he described. Um, You could say that Manny is a manifestation of like his insecurities and that he's, or he's just hallucinating. And it, it, And I really like that. There was a video on YouTube that says the movie is about, like, Hank being, like, transgender and, like, Mm -hmm. Manny is, like, his way to come out. Like, that's one of the best best things a movie can do is to, never come to, like, a concrete, like, uh, idea or, like, uh, resolution. Like, you have to fill in the blanks yourself and and come to whatever conclusion you want to. And that's, it's really hard to do. And I think they pull it off pretty well. Mm Mm-hmm. I so one one thing you kind of mentioned the ending
0: um, that so the ending for me is is a little bit strange and it's a little bit much to take in. Um, so so one I'm just going to start with one of the things that I thought with the ending when I watched this initially. And one of the reasons why I don't have this movie um, rated a little bit higher was the ending for me seemed a little bit. I guess rushed. I don't know if that's the right word. Um, I, so uh, let me explain that. Like when, um, Hank finally does reach like civilization with Manny, it's mm-hmm. kind of revealed that they were like literally on the border of like this suburban area for the entire movie. Um, yeah, and he like, finally there's, okay, we, we haven't really gotten to this yet, but there's this girl, Sarah, who he has kind of been like obsessed with, but hasn't actually talked to in real life. And Manny kind of guides him to her home. And mm-hmm. so when they finally, like, catch up with Sarah, they're, like, in her backyard, and then she finally notices them, obviously calls the police, because there's, like, a dead guy, because, you know, man, he <laughs> just he goes, like, full dead. He's not even talking or anything. Yeah. And, and it's, like, this, this really strange scene where then, like, Hank's father shows up, and he thinks that Hank is the one that died. Like, he, he, you know, he kind of, like, um, has, like, the wrong identity of, his, of, of the son. And um, for me, it just kind of all came crashing back to reality a little bit too quickly um cameron i don't know what your what your take on the ending is I, i'd like to hear that
1: um you know i can see how people have problems with it and that's a little rush and it, it it definitely is in some aspects but i think um in terms of an ending like how do you really end a movie like this you know mm-hmm. with the plot as ridiculous as like a corpse that's not really dead but is dead and they, they have to get back home i think if you're willing to suspend your disbelief that all of this stuff can happen. Like the fact that Manny can like project things with this, like from his throat and, and like <laughs> use his body as a machine gun. I think if you can suspend your disbelief that everything that happened was all like in like this one very long slope, just like in the backyard of this character, I, I think, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it works for me, but I can see how it mm-hmm. doesn't work for some people. Uh, It's just very, it's just very interesting because uh, you know, they, Hank runs off with Manny's body. And uh, so there's this chase and they go down the mountain. You see everything that's like been built throughout the movie. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just, I think it was a nice way to tie everything together. And uh, also it's interesting. Cause you said uh, in passing that uh, uh, Manny leads Hank to uh, this woman's house, um, which is interesting because throughout the movie, uh, Hank uh, both talks about this woman and, and, masquerades as this woman to Manny um Mm -hmm. I I think it's interesting because if you go that route it could be that (laughs) Manny like Manny was leading Hank to the house this entire time Mm -hmm. like so I, I don't know there's there's so many things to like dissect and 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 pick apart it's just very interesting definitely I you know
0: it's interesting that you say that Manny is the one that was leading her, uh, or leading Hank to her, because that's what I honestly think that a lot of this film is about, tying into that whole this Manny being the the manifestation of Hank's insecurities. One of Hank's biggest insecurities, and we learn more and more about this through the film, mm-hmm. is that he's like unable to approach this girl and and this girl Sarah at the very end. And he um, he has, I think he has like a phone, right? And then his phone yeah. is like it's like it's got like it's got like a picture of her on there. And mm-hmm. at first, I was thinking like, oh, it's probably his girlfriend or his wife or something
1: like that. But then, as no. the film goes on, yeah, no, it's just like he got it's a picture he just, of her. He just snapped the picture of a woman on the bus, and he never spoke to her ever. And which makes it a little weird, but I think he acknowledges that. And th- yeah, so I a mean,
0: little creepy, definitely. Like yeah. a little bit creepy, <laughs> but the film kind of shows you that it, it was like meant to show that he is so like yeah. afraid of He's this interaction. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: he builds it up too much in his brain. Yeah. Now, um, I want to touch, because I, I just realized it's the last time I watched it. If we go back to about the music, um, every musical idea in this movie gets reincorporated in some way. Um, the ringtone when he turns uh, his phone on and off. Uh, it's <laughs> at one point, Manny sings a song. He's just like, "I'm sitting on this rock." such a happy rock and like that's it's it's the same thing as the ringtone i just got that I was like that's which like another what's interesting is i've never i haven't heard of the people that wrote the soundtrack like this is like their only work you can find i believe Mm -hmm. uh they've done like singles for other groups but like this is their only like completed work which is very interesting to me because they knocked it out of the park in my opinion uh i don't know Yeah. yeah
0: No, I I agree that the soundtrack is definitely one of the movie's biggest strengths, and I had no idea that the singing like is incorporated with the ringtone of the cell phone. Um, yeah, no, it's crazy. Th- I'm sure, like the deeper you dig with um with the soundtrack, the more uh you know intertwined with the plot it becomes, mm-hmm. and that's something. See, that's one of the things I would love to do a rewatch for. Um, one thing that is like a little bit like hesitant it makes me a little bit hesitant for a rewatch um mm-hmm. just because i've you know i definitely it's it's in your face in the first movie it's just the like <laughs> the non-stop farting gimmick like <laughs> i think some people find that really funny and then for me and i think a lot of people too it kind of becomes a little bit exhausting to watch like so many fart jokes just play out you um, know i'm
1: i'm really glad you brought that up though um so I, would, I was watching video uh, like interviews with the two actors about this movie too, and um, mm-hmm. the directors don't like fart jokes either. They don't like <laughs> body humor at all. Mm-hmm. their Their goal was to take these things, and that's what made like that's what made their they they wanted to keep this. They wanted to like put as much effort into it as possible to make it as good as they as it could be. They wanted to take these things that are unlikable to the general public and to them and make it more likable. Uh, so when you like have a song like cotton eye joe be heavily incorporated into the plot i think that's which they pull off successfully like i hate that song less now like everyone hates that song but after this movie i was like you know maybe it's not that terrible um so i think it can i think some of that can be excused by that but i yeah no it it might be a little (laughs) off-putting
0: and and it, you know, it's interesting you say that. You you saw an interview with the directors. I, I watched an interview recently with uh, Daniel Radcliffe where he's talking about the whole purpose of having his character um fart throughout like the entire movie. It's like mm-hmm. a major plot point. Like we haven't really explained it too much. Why don't we just like talk about it for a little bit? I mean, I mean, Daniel Radcliffe's like corpse farting mm-hmm. character. That, that was like what the movie was known as when yeah, it the premiered Sundance. Exactly. And and I think that there's a lot to be said about how the, the movie just kind of depends on that image um for a lot of its popularity and it wasn't like a super popular film but it, i'd say it was fairly popular for for kind of like an original independent film um but but anyway back to the farting like it it drives this movie um there's so many points in this movie where like the characters like you said at the beginning where um, manny is like transporting hank across the water like a jet ski propelled by his farts i mean That's, <laughs> you don't see such, that it's such a funny image <laughs> Um, and, and, you know, it's because I was watching this interview with Daniel Radcliffe and basically he says a lot of what you said with the directors where they're trying to like take something that, you know, is considered like taboo, uh, Mm -hmm. in, in society and, and, you know, just kind of flip it on its head, make it like uh, a huge piece of this movie and just kind of put it in your face, the entire movie. Um, and I think for that reason, this movie is really polarizing. Like I know, um. When it was when it premiered at Sundance, I don't know if you've heard about this camera. When it premiered at Sundance, like half of the people that yeah, were people watching walked it, out just walked out like yeah, and no. then they just straight up left. Which uh, makes, makes me a little a upset.
1: It makes me a little upset because um, because to be fair, though, the movie is there's lots. It's heavily around on, on, like farts. Even then, they they explicitly say both the actors in interviews say the movie is not about farts. It There's mm-hmm. so much more to look for. So if you were to go into the movie expecting uh, a farting corpse, you'll get that. But uh, there are many more themes that you could uh, get from it. So I see like why I can see like that criticism. But again, I I don't know. It 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 works for me so well because the not only that, but let's touch on uh, Manny's different uh, abilities because there's they're (laughs) so absurd. Um, So. Yes. Yeah, do you want to you want to start? <laughs> yeah, let's 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 start the list. So as Tyler already mentioned, he he propels Hank across the Pacific Ocean. Uh, he, he rides on like a jet ski propelled by his farts and his farts alone. Um, oh, let's see what else. Oh yeah, he his he, he <laughs> <laughs> I I, I have to see if I can get through this. Um so he has a special compass uh <laughs> Yeah, you, know, you can just come out and say it. It's yeah, no, it's the, fun. The compass is his dick. Uh, right. <laughs> um, at one like his, yeah, so at one point um Hank is showing him like this sports illustrated like swimsuit magazine and yep. um talking about like love and, and, and sex and stuff like that. And then Manny's like, ah, what is what's happening? <laughs> and it, like it's yep. moving. Apparently, apparently a fun thing about that is that like it was like a hydraulic uh like a model thing. And from like 20 feet away, there was like an operator for it. And he had like two giant like levers and he was just like cranking them around to make it move, which the imagery of that makes that scene so much funnier to me. The fact that that's somewhere <laughs> off camera is just, some, I, I want to see this footage. I really want <laughs> to. It's just like doing his hardest to just keep. Yeah, it's, yeah, no, there's that. Um, he can start fires with his fingers, uh, he can chop things in half with his arms.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think there's a throwaway scene where um, he, like Hank, uses Manny's teeth to like shave. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, like I would, yeah, that was. They marketed a lot of that in the trailer to get the title across, which is very interesting because I don't really don't associate the title of the movie with the film very much. Like I don't. Oh, not that, at all. Yeah, like, they seem like very, very different. Um, But then again, like, what else would you call this movie? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Like, Swiss Army Man is about as close as you can get. But yeah. Yeah.
0: I I just want to say that Daniel Radcliffe, during
1: most of those scenes, you know, because he he
0: is this, like, flatulent corpse thing. um, (laughs) He was, like, laughing, breaking all the time. And they could not, they they just couldn't get many takes of him where he wasn't just cracking up. Because it is really ridiculous humor. It is so funny. It um it's a lot of stuff and it's a lot of stuff that like you'd think that um would be in a kid's movie. Like I I guess not all of it, obviously, but mm-hmm. a lot of it is just kind of like fart jokes and that kind of thing, and it's it's not something you would you would normally expect. And so I like I said, I really enjoyed a lot of these these kind of like gags to a point. There came mm-hmm. a point, maybe like two thirds of the way through the movie, where it's like the tone gets um it goes from kind of being like this pretty happy, like almost like a coming of age type film or, or like a, like a buddy film where there's like two guys mm-hmm. and you know, they they have like this fun relationship. So like being like super serious, like tonally at the end. And it was almost just a little, like this kind of ties in with the ending again, where you just kind of realize that the, the, the tone flips very fast and maybe there was no other way that this movie could, could really pull this off because like you said, it's just so strange, so wacky at the beginning that to have a message and have kind of this serious tone at the end is, um, a little bit difficult for, for a lot of people, myself included, you know?
1: You know, honestly, I, I, I kind of disagree. I think the tone does change very drastically, but I don't think it's just like in the blink of an eye, you know? There's a very... Uh, so we might as well just describe the plot elements because I feel like at this point, if you haven't watched the movie already... um, but uh, Yeah, <laughs> spoiler alert, by the way, if you... Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think that goes um, without saying for all our episodes. Yeah, uh, so... Because... It, like the t- the ending is very very like dark and depressing and ominous and there's like the even the music is like in a minor key it's all very uh tense but um there is a, a nice scene leading up to it um uh throughout the movie there is scenes of where like uh for instance when they're crawling across like this pipe which is over like uh like a river um and like manny's feeling fear for the very first time and uh he says something like, you know, I'm afraid that if I die, I might really miss you. And so I don't think it's that as drastic of a tone change. I think it's consistent throughout that um, there is like tinges of sadness. Uh, there's like a lots of like bittersweet moments. Like when like they're on the bus and um, mm-hmm. Hank is like, she's right over there. Why don't you go talk to her? And Manny's like, what would you do? And he says, I would probably wait and go home and eat a box of pizza by myself, which is funny, but also sad. So I think... <laughs> And there's the scene in the treetops where Manny launches them and he just starts having like an emotional breakdown. Uh is this when he saves them from the bear that yeah, there's that, like a bear attack that kind moment, of out of nowhere. That moment gives me chills every time when he like moves and falls to the ground and just like he just he moves in such a otherworldly fashion like his <laughs> arms and his legs feel like separate from his body like he's they're just so wooden and 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 it, that scene just absolutely gets me every single time
0: mm-hmm.
1: i don't know like um yeah no, not all of it is like happy go lucky though There, are, it, it, that is a lot of the movie a lot of it is also uh very like melancholy and how he he's like disconnected from his dad and and uh the only ways the only way they really communicate is by sending e-cards to each other every year and if one of them died the other would just not know right. so and
0: and they make a point of kind of explaining that at the end and i mentioned this a little bit earlier but where like his dad doesn't even recognize that you know, I, like, I think he kind of does. He just doesn't really, like, um fully check out that uh, Manny is not Hank. Because you know, they, obviously, they identify the body at the end of there's Manny because like yeah, they think he's just up, a dead yeah. guy. Yeah, and it's just that really got me because I was like, oh, my gosh, like his own father just doesn't have a good enough relationship with him, like a strong enough relationship for to, you know, even recognize him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... You know again, just a very like that's kind of what I mean by a big tonal shift. But I can also see how, like you said, there's there's elements of humor that stay basically throughout the entire film up until like the last line
1: mm-hmm. uh, like even the ending, I think it, it's it's like a it's not exactly a happy ending, but it's not a sad ending either. I think it, there's a nice like happy middle uh, where Manny finally like wakes up again uh, because Hank finally gets what Manny was trying to say. He let's go um and so when he it's such a like such a good moment and i think the ending um it may be like not everyone's favorite aspect of the movie some people like hate it but um i just love when manny's like riding off into the waves and they both look at each other and they smile and that's it Mm -hmm. so like even then you you, like you you see like the bond they have but it's definitely
0: Mandy Manny's like job is done like he's 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 like done his like you know he's carried out his purpose right like Hank is mm-hmm. supposedly now like in a better place he's you know a lot less shy and, and more outgoing and 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 I, at least I think that's what like Manny's character kind of represented was um just kind of uh, trying to get Hank to open up and 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 be a more uh, outgoing person and so uh, the scene that we're talking about is when, um, you know, Daniel Radcliffe's character, Manny just, like, takes off back into the ocean, smiles one last time, and then the film basically goes to black and it ends. Yeah. Um, and you're kind of left, at least, like, I, I'm just going to talk about, like, really quickly, like, how I felt when the film ended, mm-hmm. because it was a lot to take in. This yeah. movie has um a lot of depth to it. It's definitely
1: not a movie that... You need, you need to rewatch it. If like, I do um, need to rewatch it. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not a film you can watch just once. Like you have to let it marinate and then watch it again to really like grasp it. Because I was kind of in shock when I finished it the first time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did, so I, I'm curious, Cameron. Did you did you watch it the first time and have it like be one of your favorite movies right off the bat?
1: You know, um, I was very intrigued about the movie from like the when, when the trailer was released. I watched that at least like eighty times because <laughs> it, it, it just it just it seemed so different and unique and, in like a little like risky and I had like high expectations for it. And the movie kind of surpassed them if that, cause like the opening scene alone, I knew I was going to love it uh, because like the music builds and it's just so ridiculous. And it like the music builds to like this crescendo and they're riding across the waves and the tile just, appears. I don't know. I, I liked, like, I knew I like loved it. After the first time I watched it, I don't. I didn't know if it was like one of my favorites, but after I've watched it and rewatched it so many times, it just doesn't get old, and I, I, I still find new things to like love about it. So I don't know. It, it, it was oh for sure, yeah. It, it wasn't like it was. It was it wasn't like gradual, but it, it wasn't like an immediate thing either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember, uh, like, I watched this movie uh, for the first time like three or four years ago, uh, mm-hmm. and I remember talking to you about it. Uh, and no one else had seen it. I don't know. There was something about it that like gravitated towards me. Cause I, I, I like, uh, my, 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 like three of the four movies on my letterboxed Uh, it's, it's this movie, uh, Scott Pilgrim and, -hmm. uh, fantastic Mr. Fox. So you, you have, uh, you have this movie, you have Wes Anderson, you have Edgar Wright. Any, like those directors are known for making movies that are like, oh, like are outside the box. Very unique. Yeah. Yeah. They have like their own very unique tone. So I don't, it it it, it, it gravit it gravitated towards me a lot. And I can see how it it it's not everyone's thing. I <laughs> I'm very mm-hmm. selective on who I sh- like who I show this movie to. Like my parents could never ever watch this, but <laughs> so some of my friends are like, this is great. I love this. It's 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 a really good movie. And you know, some are like, eh, it eh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Well, I really appreciate your your
0: respect for this movie, and I You know, it's interesting because um, I didn't watch it when it came out way back. I saw the trailers and I always meant to get around to watching it. Didn't watch it until like pretty recently, like a month or two ago for the Mm -hmm. first time. And I definitely want to rewatch, make that very clear. Um, And there were a lot of things with this movie that I think were great. But there was also Mm -hmm. a lot of things that I just couldn't quite get on board with. And it's difficult to explain um, because this movie is so out there that I think it just like you were kind of saying, like you definitely gravitate towards uh, a very unique genre of movies like Wes Anderson and Edgar Wright and that kind of thing. They make very um, original unique movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think I definitely am not quite as enthusiastic about some of those movies. And so there's a little bit of a difference there that kind of explains how we feel about this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But definitely a lot of um, good going on. And so I think that with this one, there's just you know a lot to take in a lot to learn and for that reason i think i have it as uh three out of five right now yeah um, three stars out of five uh and i definitely need a rewatch i will say that so if you if want to wrap things up cameron and just um talk about your uh, your rating and uh why it's like that um
1: you know everything i've described so far i it's 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 pretty clear that i'm i'm a uh, very 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 big fan of this movie uh Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe even said that this is his favorite movie that he's ever uh ever done uh I, I, I'm I'm so glad they put it on Netflix finally like it took him a while but um now it's it has like a wider uh like audience people can discover it and I think people are more and more every single day and I'm really glad that because both these actors are just they're just so good uh Paul Dano in particular I I didn't I haven't seen anything from him before but after it I was like yep I'm on board, and I'm so glad he's been cast as the Riddler. Like when I heard that news, I was. I'm getting off track. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no worries, no worries. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Everything. I, I I think I gave it a five. I don't know if it's a four or a five, but I think I mm-hmm. I think it's a five. I'm pretty sure you have it as a as a five. Yeah. I don't have like a like a re- typed out review of it, but uh, mm-hmm. but um, everything about it is just it's so you can tell that not a single aspect of this movie was like, uh, like half-assed in any way, like everything down to like the music and like the editing, the cinematography, everything was thought out. And the, the plot, uh, the plot structure may be like a little bit unconventional and maybe a little rushed in some spots and, and may have like a drastic tone, tone change here and there. But I think Mm -hmm. everything is like every, uh, dramatic scene is offset by like a really really funny scene and vice versa uh so i don't know it, it has like all these elements and they, they balance them all really well together and yeah i don't know it's it it, it it just works for me
0: yeah and and this is definitely a film that works for some people uh and obviously doesn't work for others so it's something i we totally recommend checking out i'm sure you recommend this to uh, you yeah, know to anyone you- who's a movie fan
1: even if you don't think you'll, I think everyone needs to see this movie just <laughs> once. Just like, mm-hmm. just it's it's like a, it's like a palate cleanser, you know. Like you're used to seeing the same uh, like big budget action blockbusters, then this is a complete change of pace. If you're used to slow moving dramas, this is also a change of pace. It's it's not quite for everyone, but it could also be for literally anyone. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely check it out. Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, all right, so Cameron, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we hope to have you back in future episodes. Definitely. Um, and uh, so this has been uh, Double Stuff Cinema. Thank you for listening. Get stuffed.